0: the s and podcast channel the perfect channel for any style of podcast we have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs if you would like to start a podcast you can reach us at s at gmail.com we are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel and the topic could be anything you want so contact us now On episode 278 of the SD Podcast Show. Steven is here running a little solo this week on this episode. Uh, I will be joined later on by our good friend from the Blue and Orange Army, Fest, to talk about the season so far for the New York Islanders. Of course, the Blue and Orange Army, Belmont, this season, and of course, a little bit of his beloved Green Bay Packers as well. Uh, the boys are going to be back with me later on this week for our Super Bowl preview, so let's get right to it. Enjoy and the show. The podcast channel could be listened to on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and of course, sndblog.com. We could also be found on all of the social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget, since you love our show so much, make sure to rate, review, and of course, share with all your family and friends. Welcome back to episode 278 of the s and the Podcast Show. Like I said earlier, Stephen, I'm here working solo today, but I do have our special guest this week with us, and that is Fess from the Blue and Orange Army. What's going on, Fess?
1: Hey, Steven, how you doing? Good to talk to you. Always, um, always you great know, to have just, you on. Yeah, yeah, great to be back, great to be back. I think that this is at least like number four or five or who knows what Something like always that, Always fun yeah. to
0: come on for the show. Yeah, man, we always yeah. appreciate always. having you on, all the things you've done for us in the past, you know, helping us out, get us, building us up, sharing us around, you know, and so we always love having you on the show with us. So, what's going on, fess You know, I mean, it's a rough start right now, rough rough patch right now for the team, but uh, what kind of uh, BOA news can we provide today?
1: Yeah, as far as the team, it's definitely uh, not the best start. Uh you know, obviously that first game, yeah, but then the second game, no, and it's kind of been the same thing the entire way, reflecting of those first two games, just a little bit more spread out, obviously, um, but, uh, you know, we got we got the Flyers tonight, kicking it off first SEM for the year, and uh, hopefully we pick back up where we left off with them uh, when we were on the beach, it was the last time that we played them, we were having some of those beach gates with the projector screen set up, and... Um, yeah, we want to get back to those winning ways, I I know everybody in the country feels the same with that. And, you know, it's definitely a lot different for the players. I know without having fans there, um, as you know, I'm a big Premier league fan too. And my team, Liverpool, who's notoriously has some of the best fans went from being like basically beyond unbeatable almost to now they're like battling kind of for top areas stuff and uh i think that the fans had a big part to play with that but obviously in the nhl nhl fans are a different breed than most especially when it comes to sports in america and i think that it's playing a big role for our boys missing out with the fans being there you know
0: yeah you know it was funny i was watching earlier uh duke university basketball and I was thinking about all those times watching those games growing up with the crazies in the stands, the student sections, and all those college games. And, like, you're always just consistently hearing them, and it's just silent in that arena. And it's just crazy to hear what's going on right now.
1: Yeah, totally. Those, those college fans are on another level, too. I have not been to a college game, but as a, as a fan of fans, even myself in a way, I've definitely watched a lot of videos on YouTube and clips and different, you know, crazy chants that they do. And it's really awesome. Yeah. That's, that's the thing is in these sports where, I mean, granted the fans, you know, they play a part in all the, all the sports, but really like some of the sports, they even exceed expectations to a different level. Um, I feel like hockey is generally one of those where the fans are on a different kind of edge and, uh, Something about the game itself, obviously. It's a fast, high-paced game with hitting, fighting, so you get uh, that extra boost in the crowd even. Um, and then that relays back to the ice, and it creates an atmosphere that's just kind of hard to match. Um, and, yeah, I definitely think that it's playing a massive role with, you know, just sports in general, as we know, obviously, but especially with our team, the Islanders, because as we know, we're a fan-driven kind of team, franchise, you know what I mean? This, uh, You know, the fan base for this team is great. Um, granted, we don't always sell out every game, but the fans that do show up show up with 1,000% and, you know, really come and rock the barn or shake the stable or whatever you may say. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, being that they're playing at home to some games and there's no fans in the Coliseum, that's got to be like kind of eerie or even weird. And from uh, friends of mine that are news, uh, you know, um, you know, they're, they're writers, they, they're they in there and they're telling me, oh, this is like the weirdest thing ever. And some of them are like, I kind of don't even want to be in there for it because it's so weird. It's like almost they feel like they get a better Feel of if they were really watching the game if they were watching on tv because at least you got some fake crowd noise you have some you know you, you don't see the the empty seats basically the whole time so right they're
0: covering up the yeah, lower I bowl definitely.
1: so it's easier to see it so it's easier to like yeah and i mean we do have like you know the fan cut out so it's really cool and very nice that it goes to uh it goes to a fundraiser is it the children's foundation um i forget but either way it goes to a great cause and um that's really cool to see and yeah i actually went over by the coliseum a couple of times already while the islanders were playing in there (laughs) especially that first one um as you know i haven't missed the home game in quite a long time and yeah i you know i couldn't go inside and that's not counting the ones in Toronto, of course, too, <laughs> in the bubbles. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, I just kind of went over there. And the first game uh, that the Islanders played at the Coliseum, uh, we went over there, me and just a couple of us, and we were able to watch the game at first on the jumbotron through the glass. And then security closed the curtains. Yep, of course. So, <laughs> yeah. The so no then, fun uh, police TVs on. <laughs> yeah, and then they had some TVs on, you know, the ones at the concourse. So, you know, the game was on there, and we just stood and watched it on the TV outside the Coliseum, and it was really epic, actually. It was a really weird, once in a lifetime kind of thing, but uh, one of those things we where we really made some lemonade, you know what I mean? So it was it was a fun time for a little handful of us that went and did that. Um, and I went back the next game actually that game we had won that game and then a bunch of us We all went over by the ramp where the players come out and you know We had the drum over there even just hanging the drum and the players are coming out we We're giving yes guest chin and that was really cool to do and I Know that the the players appreciated that I'm sure I see something going on with the fans
0: And uh at the end of the day yeah, these players after, appreciate everything that we do, you know Especially when it's going out of the way, totally. especially during the pandemic, they know like they knew like last year. I remember a group of people put together and they had that banner flying over the bubble, and like players were like posting about it on social media, like they and on the beach they get too. It. They had the banner, right? Yeah, the banner on yeah. the beach. So they know that they know. Yeah, that,
1: that was
0: stuff. really amazing. But uh, so you mentioned, you know, the yeah, last we time. Definitely you have the... Some... Sorry.
1: I was just gonna say we
0: definitely have some great fans yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you were mentioning like last time the Islanders played the Flyers who was of course on the beach uh, unfortunately it's a little cold right now to be doing a, a beach gates uh, <laughs> especially with the snow I mean yeah. I don't know I don't know beach gate in the snow on Monday may not be the worst tomorrow night on Sunday may not be the worst thing you know it'd be a cool experience that'll be a once <laughs> in a lifetime experience I mean it's been seven years since the outdoor game so it'd just be similar to that except it will be snowing um
1: I think eight years no seven years seven or eight
0: seven years okay yeah seven years since that yeah no because
1: it popped up on my memories recently (laughs) and yeah that was a that was a fun one i went back and watched like the recap video on youtube and i was like ah like you could see how cold we were like right off of the bat we're like looking at each other like uh who is this for real right (laughs) but it's one of those
0: things too and like i say this to everybody that have asked me along the time if I went to that game I always say it I was like it's an experience it's not a lot, a lot of the things that we do like especially something like that that's an experience thing if the Outlanders aren't totally. in it ended up being just like Rangers Devils and someone offered me to take it I may go just for the experience you know if the Outlanders didn't get one of those games As much so yeah totally and
1: yep and that's like kind of like what I did the other day at the Coliseum too like yeah it was a little bit you know in a way, it was weird or whatever, but it was an experience, and you know, just kind of made the best of it. And you know, you never know; we could be outside for a, a game outdoors in Belmont someday too. So, you know, I'm totally down for that or whatever outdoor games that we can play. You know, I'm I'm ready to freeze my butt off some more for the Islanders. It was, uh, it was a fun time. It just. It just would have been a million times better, obviously, had the outcome been in the Islanders' favor. Right, of course, so,
0: of course. You know, but again, the Belmont has like a thousand seats, so that would be a perfect place to have an outdoor game.
1: Yeah, they got way more than that. It's like a hundred thousand. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. They, okay. They seat a, uh, they seat a lot of people in Belmont. Um, the outdoor, obviously, the the horse racetrack is what we're talking about here, not the arena, but um. The Belmont Racetrack. Uh, I think that I think that it's like a hundred thousand, but I could be off. But either way, that main grandstand, you know, it's too long to even put the rink just in front of it. So the rink would have to be off-centered, which, in my opinion, and I've actually already shared this information with the or this idea with the team. Um, and I drew up like a little picture for it, kind of you know, explaining what I'm talking about because it's easier to see it, maybe. I should definitely post that picture, actually, and mm-hmm. try to get some hype around it. But uh, you put the, the red line, right, on the finish line. And you know what lines up with the finish line? All the press boxes. It's on that half, the eastern half of the grandstand for the Belmont racetrack. Right. So, you know, you do that, and then you put up, like, a little bit of temporary stands, maybe on... um on the two sides, the north and south side of it, and maybe even, you know, that would be, like, on the racetrack. And then maybe even on the – what do they call that area in the middle? Whatever it is, that middle area, too, where the grass is and everything. uh, You know, you put up some temporary stands at that point. Nobody's going to be using that racetrack for months still, at, you know, if you're playing in the winter. So – Plenty of time to get it back up to shape for uh, whatever horse races are coming around.
0: Right, especially because most of the outdoor games are usually around New Year's. So, figure if you do it in New Year's, you know, get that, get you'll have plenty of time till you know six months to get the place ready for the big time. Yes, yeah. the the most important race of the year. Um, I mean, I don't exactly. know about you, but I'm more excited the Belmont for, Stakes, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm more excited about the, yep. the Belmont Stakes being the same day as the Stanley Cup Final game that we're playing there.
1: I think that they wouldn't that they wouldn't schedule it that way though like if we were in they would be like "Oh, we gotta wait you know it would be
0: it would literally be an NBC dream come true though because they'll already have all their camera crews and everything there so it's just like okay everyone out of the building go across the street go go right outside watch the race call it come back inside hockey time
1: (laughs) well Hopefully somebody from NBC listens and uh, picks up on that idea and helps us out from behind the scenes or something. Cause we could use whatever help we could get at this point. But so yeah, cool. that would that would definitely be cool if, if we were able to play a game outdoors over there, right next to the arena. I mean, it would still like I felt like the team should have played an outdoor game at City Field um, many times over, even by now. Uh, in my opinion, technically. I don't know why teams don't just like basically almost every team or at least half of the teams or every team every other year plays um an outdoor game just you know versus your whoever and it doesn't have to be that it's the winter classic or the whatever it was called when we played the rangers there was a different title for it stadium um, series stadium series correct yeah Or any of those kind of things. It could just be, hey, this one game is being held outdoors. Every other year we do one out or every year or whatever works. But obviously it draws in a lot of fans. It draws in, you know, a lot of attention and everything. So as far as selling wise, seems like a pretty good idea. But
0: I mean, what would make, what wouldn't, why wouldn't this make sense? You know, you got the, um, the army base, right? West Point at West Point, the football stadium. Islanders Rangers every November, one that one Saturday, for in honor of Veterans Day, right there. That would be huge. Yeah, yeah. It's a I'd college football it. stadium, so you're going to get a lot of a lot of seating, a lot of stands, so you got plenty of room. That would be like the Yeah, I haven't center. been there,
1: but is it Ted that goes there a lot? Somebody, go, yeah, I think it's Ted goes there a lot and watches him play.
0: So they have 38,000 for the football. Nice. But like you said, yeah, you that's... add some bleachers and stuff, you could probably get another 10,000 in there with the rink in the middle. Well,
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it it really depends which way the link, the rink is placed in there, which in football, like obviously I don't know. They've set it up different ways here and there, like push it over to this side, that side, turn it this way or that way a little bit. But generally it's usually like place it right in the middle. And that makes those lower. I know, you know, obviously as a big football fan yourself, you know, from sitting down, if you've ever been down by the lower rows, which yep. I know you have, you know, the view is if you imagine there being boards to look over that are like, you know, 30 or so yards away from you, it becomes like you're just seeing heads passing by. That's it. Right. It's a, you're not really seeing any of the ice. You can't see the puck. And in that case, like, you really can't see the game right. Was, in hockey, the number one thing that you watch is the puck. Right. Uh, well, yes and no, not really, because in a way, also, you know, you could watch the players and just see which way it's going out, and you kind of know where the puck is. But obviously, the game revolves around the puck, and it's constantly moving, so that makes a problem when you're sitting down so low. Right. And
0: that's why if it brings the money. It brings the money.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I'm not a huge fan of the football ones because of the distance there, but also the upper bowl seats are great. You know, just like when we were at Yankee stadium, I had, I had seats. Uh, I was down low at first and my seats were actually up high, I think. (laughs) But, uh, me and, uh, I think it was Jordan and a few other guys. We were down low. Um, couldn't really see anything. Right down by the Yankees' dugout. Couldn't see a thing. We went up to the, uh, the upper right field and could see everything crystal clear. It was like perfect view. I mean, granted, you're a mile away from the thing, but, you know, as long as you don't have a bad vision, it should be a great view.
0: I mean, I remember, and of course this goes back to our conversations about of course, the Islanders did things wrong. Um, because it was technically a home game for the Islanders. And I remember when the tickets went up. And I remember seeing the scene charted. All I thought about was upper bowl, upper bowl, upper deck. I want to sit upper deck because I want to be able to look directly down. I want to be able to look towards at the thing. I don't want to look straight ahead. I want to be looking down. And I remember when they gave us the link to finally go on to buy them. The whole upper, upper thing was sold out. And we found out that they did it where... Season ticket holders from like 72 to 97 had first shot, and they all filled up that entire up upstairs before we were even able to. But get they also season.
1: gave us they they gave us I think less tickets than the Rangers, and it was our home game if I remember correctly. They also had that CeeLo Brown or whoever the CeeLo Green I <laughs> yeah. don't know one of those guys singing, and he was like. He was, uh, you know, bad-mouthing the Islanders and cheering for the Rangers. I'm like, you know, come to the home game, it, it was ridiculous. But,
0: was that, definitely you not know, obvious. that's what
1: you get. It was really just, uh, you know, obviously the Rangers, you know, they're the big market team in the city and everything. So when it comes down to it, those were kind of like going to always be their home games regardless of who was listed as home. And as we know, technically with the Garden and their deals, they couldn't even do that. So that was the way that that happened. Which is also why they got the
0: home game at City Field, the outdoor game at City Field a couple of years ago.
1: Yep. Which is also crazy because you would think, if anything, the Islanders would get that one. But, nope. (laughs) Actually, if you think about it, of course the Islanders didn't get it.
0: (laughs) But, again, it should have been Islanders-Rangers because, you know, uh, Rangers-Sabers, who the hell cares? (laughs)
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Nobody cares about the Sabres. Exactly. So you were saying earlier, you know, last time we played Philadelphia, we did have the outdoor. We got the beach. We got to hang out on the beach. It was an awesome experience. So what's the plans going on right now? How's so far this year with the Blue and Orange Army, the outings, the meetups?
1: Yeah, well, we definitely do want to get back to the beach, first of all. Like, uh, you know, obviously once the weather gets better and everything, that was – a different level of epic. of course you know winning and progressing further than we have in what 27 years or something you know that plays a big role into it all but regardless when it lose, to we were having the best time of our lives out there a lot of us and it was just really uh really something else you know with the sunset and set up on the projector and the whole little it team that we had to put together to make sure that the thing kept on working right and yep <laughs> and uh Yeah, that was great. We're definitely going to head back to there. In the meantime, you know, obviously with all the COVID stuff going on, it's super hard, Um, you know, just planning out things. And typically we we know generally how many people to expect uh, to show up. Uh, But now with COVID and everything, obviously the numbers are going to be different. And of course, in a way we expect and even almost want them to be different just to make sure that everybody's being safe. So, you know, we don't want there to be, you know, 50 or so people packed into one small place or this or that. It should be that everybody is still spaced out some for now. And, you know, until we know for sure that it's safe to do otherwise, uh, I wouldn't lead people to do otherwise myself. I wouldn't tell people to risk anything um, when they could just, you know, obviously you can just watch the game at home, which I've definitely done a couple of times too. I got, uh, you know, family members that are in... Severe health conditions and stuff, so I have to be extra careful because I see them a bunch and you know in general that's that's been how it's been going uh, you know turned out to you know obviously as expected been smaller, but still good times uh I was out at, at the one at gorelli's for a little bit um I wasn't able to stay the whole time, but it was really great. It was great to see Frank over there, you know Frank Borelli the owner he's mm-hmm. a great guy um. And, you know, of course, we have coasters. We've been over to a couple of times already uh, and sidelines as well with Nicole over there and coasters. Jen is over there. So, you know, we're all connected at these places and trying to also support the local businesses at the same time. So even, for example, maybe like uh, some people came over to Borelli's and just ordered pizza to go to, which, you know, awesome. Just trying you're to help support local yeah. businesses. And yeah. Do what you, do what you can do. And, you know, obviously stay safe at the same time. And all the COVID protocols are of course followed at these events. You know, you have to have your mask with you. You have to, you know, all, all those things, keep your distance. And,
0: yep. Of course. Of know. course. I mean, it's up to you, but if you want to announce
1: the eighth, you're
0: more than welcome to, sir.
1: Yeah. We're going to be over on Dugan's. Um, and that's in what is that, East Meadow? Uh
0: yeah, East Meadow.
1: Yeah. Over in uh East Meadow. And yeah, we're gonna set up over there on the eighth. We got we have a couple other ones coming up uh even before then too, like uh tomorrow, Sunday. Actually this will be so we're recording this now on Saturday, right? But it's going yeah. come out tomorrow. Yes, sir. Sunday. Yeah. Correct. So if you happen to hear this right away, uh you'll know that On Sunday night and tonight, as it will be, um, head over to Sidelines and Nicole will be over there. She's got a bunch of good drink specials. She's awesome and, you know, going to have a good time over there, too. You know, of course, for anybody that's obviously if you're sick, stay home. And if you're coming, bring your mask and, you know, keep it safe in the process. And they also have great wings and stuff over there. You could also, like we said, with Borelli's and the coasters and anywhere that we go to, of course, you could order something to go would be an awesome way to help support as well. Um, if you're not comfortable with hanging out at the place and even if so, you know, anybody that's not up for doing all that, you know, we're going to still be having these events in the future too. And we hope that, you know, people that aren't able to make it these days are able to make it in the future so that they stay safe for now so that they can make it later.
0: Yeah, but uh, right. yeah,
1: definitely looking forward to getting back over to Dugan too. and they have outstanding wings as well. Just for anybody that doesn't know, it's yep, really, yep, yep. really good
0: wings. And so, so the depending deal we on the weather to too. Yeah, we may sit outside. Sorry, just, just
1: yeah, just to add in the one more thing is depending on the weather, most or all of these spots will have like an outdoor location too. It's just been frigid cold right now. We're talking about like brock nelson degrees are lower every <laughs> like constantly so it's a little bit too cold to even think about doing the outdoor setups but in those cases once the weather is nice enough even if all of a sudden the weather is nice enough on the day when we're heading to dugans there'll be an outdoor area you know so we're we're working on those things as it goes through and as it progresses we're you know keeping everybody's opinions and everything in mind and definitely uh, appreciate the feedback that we've been getting from members and from fans and stuff, uh, through the website, through Facebook, you know, through just from talking to some of them. Um, yeah, you know, that's we're all doing our teamwork as good as we can right now. And definitely making some lemonade.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, like I was going to say, uh, the Dugan's deal is nice and awesome. Also. Um, so our boy Sonny, who's the manager over there. Uh, We'll have an advertisement on how to get a reservation and everything uh, probably this week. But uh, the deal is simple. You tell him you want to be a part of this deal. It's $35. You can have one thing off the menu. The only thing he won't let you order is a large thing of wings. You can order the small wings, like 10 wings, not the 20 wings. But, uh, But also for that entire time that you're there with the $35, you can drink all you want for two hours so it's a pretty awesome deal yeah um you know these places like you're saying it's not like we're just going and showing up we're letting them know and they're getting us deals that are actually benefiting them to make money as a small business a local small business and it's also benefiting us for helping them
1: totally and they're they're making sure to go through the uh go through the necessity uh you know the essential things to set up and get everything ready to host us as well which on their end i know is a pain in the ass but you know obviously we're all happy to do what we can to try and help keep these places running in the meantime through the hard times and then you know hopefully sooner than later things get get a lot better and uh we could all go back to full swing because you know a lot of us could use it in many different ways you know especially the small businesses
0: yeah hundred percent hundred percent so um you did mention Belmont a little bit do you have any uh updates on some of the cool things and some of the things going on with uh, the Belmont arena for the blue and orange army
1: yeah yeah um well the entire section 329 is completely packed out the season ticket holders were a hundred percent filled in there um that's 139 of us, I believe, in that section that are full-season ticket holders. Um, and then we also have uh, – that's that's just that section. I mean, you know, that's the mecca of it. Right. <laughs> but also we have the back rows of the two sections to our side, so 228 and 230. That's four rows on each side. Each one of those rows has 15 seats, so we're talking about 120 other seats, which – out of those seats um pretty much half of them we're filling in with people that have been interested and you know newer members uh stuff like that and then we're going to leave probably half of them you know depending it depends how it plays out as it goes but something in the ballpark of half of them we're going to try to leave for our link deal which you know, we've had that in the past. We had it at the Palestine sometimes. We had it at Brooklyn all the time because, you know, not a lot of uh, the supply and demand was opposite. So, um, but yeah, we're going to have that kind of deal. The, the team, you know, we work closely with the team a lot, and the team is looking out for us on these ways, on these fronts, and making sure that when it comes time to fill in Belmont, we're going to be able to you know, packing that area with the blue and orange army and bring that same level of energy and excitement that we've brought for, you know, over a decade now, you know, to every single game. So it's, it's definitely going to be a lot, a lot of fun going to get going forwards. Cause you know, you get that many of us that are fully committed in there all together at every single game. And it's going to be just rocking. And then we got, you know, again, some other newer people that are signing in that they're, they're super pumped and of course, ready to rock along with us all. And then you got some spaces for, you know, say, if you want to bring, you know, a couple of family members with this to that, we're going to make sure to have some tickets for that as well off to the side. Uh, yeah. So overall it's really coming along great. Um, it's, it was definitely a bit of a Rubik's cube I would say to figure out the seating chart for everybody, but you know, it's also a little bit of the fun to do that. Cause it's, it's just great looking forward to how everything is just fitting into place. And another really cool thing that I'll add in about all this, which I'm not sure if people realize this or not, or if it's, you know, usually I tell people and they're like, are you kidding me? But <laughs> as far as I know, and you know, I would say that this is at least 99 plus percent now, because they pretty much already designed it this way, the way that the seats are being sold, it it reflects to the same point. And there's even a picture, if you look back at the book that they sent over to everybody, I think, no, I don't know if you would have that one, but uh, they have a picture even too that shows this. It shows Paul Cartier. There he is, right behind 329, right in the <laughs> back row in the middle. So Cartier and Razor, as far as it seems everything, all signs are pointing to that. They're going to be right there with us too, which is that whole area is going to be so much fun. That tailgate area section with the bars and you know everything is right there. It's going to be cranking. And I mean the entire arena, of course, you know, that's nothing short on the rest of the arena. Obviously we're on the defend two times side too. So, you know, of course some of the more desired seats are on the other side and understood, but, um, Traditionally, we were on the defend two-time two side. Uh, the only time that we haven't been was when we returned to the renovated Coliseum because they flipped the side that the island is shot on twice. Right. And we stayed in the section that we had traditional stayed in, which then forced us onto the shoot 2 times side. <laughs> it wasn't really our choice, but <laughs> we're back to the defend 2 times twice side in Belmont and happy to be over there to support the goalies. Uh, really hope that Sorokin is, you know, going full gear by then, because uh definitely had a rocky start i know I know I know it's like can't like really pick at him too much because it's just like his first couple of games, but I will say at the same time too, and I was actually just talking to Grambo about this earlier today for anybody that doesn't know, Grambo is the guy that does the three sixteen chant mm-hmm. and uh yeah, awesome guy, great friend, and um. Oh, yeah. Also, you can check out if you like some... Uh, can I give him a plug? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. No. But uh, check out his gang, Resistor. Just type in We Are Resistor. And they got some some really, like, hardcore stuff going on. And definitely give it a check. And uh, they also have, like, you know, gear and apparel and hot sauce, too, which, of course, we got at the Blue and Orange Army, too. Some more patches <laughs> are coming up soon. Um... But, uh, yeah, me and Granville were just talking earlier today about it. How, you know, this guy, I mean, I don't mean to say, like, this guy, but, you know, geez, we roll out the red cover from all the way and the first shot on him, like, into the logo, through his body against the Rangers. I'm like, oh, like, that one really hurt me. And, then, of course, you know, lose your first game versus the Rangers it is, too. And, obviously, he wasn't even planned to start that game. But then the next game, when he was playing the start, he lost that one, too, letting some goals. And he hasn't shown anything. Like, there hasn't been a big save. There hasn't been a stellar performance. And granted, he's brand new to the NHL. But, I mean, and I know a lot of people are like, well, NHL versus KHL, it's night and day. In a way, yeah. But in a way, no. Because, I mean, I went to a KHL game in – Uh, Finland, actually. It was, uh, I think, Dynamo Russia, Dynamo Moscow versus um, Jokoret, which was the team that was the home team. We were sitting in the supportive section, me and Terrell. And, uh, you know, like, legit, their league, you would not know the difference almost between that and NHL. It's pretty much just as fast. The only difference is the ice is slightly wider, but... I couldn't notice that difference unless if I, like, tried to look at it. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, wow, look at how wide this ice is. It's not like that. So, I don't know. For me, him coming over and having a bad start like that was definitely not what I wanted to see at all. I mean, it's not what anybody wanted to see, but it's not what I expected even. And, uh, you know, he's got special contracts worked out for him. He got paid to sit in a bubble. And it's not like he wasn't hanging out with the team in the bubble all this time, too. Right or all that time, you know, and practicing with him in this match. So it's not like he just came here two days ago, you know? So, I mean, granted, maybe he should have had to play in the AHL first for, you know, 10 games or so and tell him, hey, get six shutouts in 10 games, and you'll never go to the AHL again. And then, you know, who knows? But either way, obviously, without a goalie situation the way that it is, it looks like he should be getting some more time soon. And – I don't know if that'll be tonight or tomorrow, but with back-to-back games, I feel like one of the two, at least, is very likely, and probably more like tonight, after the last outing for Varley and that they didn't want to put in um uh, Schneider, Schneider, Corey Schneider, right? mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, just gotta, <laughs> I gotta even remind myself, he hasn't actually played at all for the team yet, right? No. No,
0: no, ever. no. But they said the the reason why he was the backup was they needed a spot to bring Wallstrom off the taxi squad. And if they put Schneider on the taxi squad, he would have had to gone to waivers. And with all the teams that are consistently looking for goalies right now because of guys getting hurt, guys getting sick, and guys just not playing well, they were afraid Snyder would get picked up in waivers. So that's why Sorkin was not the backup on Thursday. Yeah. It's
1: one of those no, cap things. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Some political money type uh, yeah. movement, yeah. typical. But um, you know, uh, you would figure that he would probably start tonight or tomorrow, though, right, Sorokin?
0: Sorokin, uh, Trot said he is going to play mostly. It's mostly going to be a lot of back and backs, back to backs when he plays. So, you know, hopefully tonight. So it's a little less so than they, a week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and also that last game, Barley gave up six, right? Yeah, so, so it'll be interesting to see. You would think maybe it's time for him to be on the bench for a game after that, and I think that the only reason they didn't bring on Schneider was because, you know, they're not really planning on using him. He's just really there because of the rules, because you have to have that top two goalie, right?
0: Right, yeah, have, have that third goalie. And then so, al- and also, um, they said it's more of like, as much as Varley is mentoring Sorkin, they feel like Schneider can do just as well.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. it gives... it. What 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 Trotz is saying is that Schneider gives an extra voice into Sorkin's ears. So, like, when Varley's a net working on something, Schneider's there explaining it to him and talking him through it and trying to, like, teach him the angles and things like that.
1: See, that's why... That's why I would think Grice would be so good to be there instead, too, because Grice will put up wins in the process, not like, you know, being an iffy starter when he does start. And then if Sorokin was just a taxi goalie or, you know, just just hold him back a little bit longer. But, I mean, he's been, he's been thrown into the fire now, and at first he got burnt. And hopefully he comes out of it now tougher and smarter and faster and, you know, just gets – Get some Ws. That's that's the key, not just for him, but obviously for the team. With the shortened season and such a shaky roller coaster start, you know it's it's looked more bad than good. So to get some Ws under the belt is critical at this point. We got back to back games and really three games out of the next four days, right? So yeah, um, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, it's three out of four and then four out of six because um, then we we have the Sabres on Tuesday and Thursday, Thursday
0: at the Coliseum. Yep. And then we got Pittsburgh, two um, games with the Rangers in between.
1: And that one, actually the Tuesday game, I'm just looking at my calendar right now. We're gonna be back at Pirelli's instead of Thursday. We were there the last two Thursdays. We're gonna do Tuesday this next week at Pirelli's instead. Okay. Um, so maybe we'll do coasters on the Thursday. Again for anybody that's interested in um, yeah, so hopefully Sorokin and the Islanders start getting their act together very quickly because one way or the other, this thing is going to pass by very fast. And if we're not in that top half of the division, then that's it. So every game is worth four points, as we know. And you know, we've already played the Rangers, you know, two times out of the eight, so that leaves six. The next, when we play them two more times. There's only four games left for us, and we're already halfway done at that point. So, you know, we need to, when it comes time to play them again, we need to put up back to back wins versus them and be up three to one because you got, you got, uh, what is it, seven teams that you play eight times, right? So each one of those eight, seven teams, you really got to win five games first. If you win five games, you're guaranteed that you're getting in the playoffs. There's right. no way mathematically that you can't. So, you know, obviously, I'm sure that's what they're shooting for as it is. But, you know, they, some of them need to, like, wake up and get their head into the game and, you know, get their head ahead of the game even and start moving like, you know, start moving two steps ahead and start doing it. Well, at the same time, being in the moment. I don't know. Well, well, one of the things that,
0: <laughs> but, yeah. one, one of the things that actually ended up <laughs> bothering me the other night after the loss on Thursday was someone asked, I forgot who which player it was, but someone asked them like, Hey, you guys are struggling right now, what's going on? Are you guys gonna be able to bounce back? All this stuff with the shortened season and they were like, Well, we were struggling before the break last year and then look at what we did in the bubble and I was like in my mind I'm like, Yeah, but you had two two to like three months off between that break and the bubble. It was like three to four months before you even got back on the ice. You're you're not getting four months yeah. off now, buddy. You got to get back to work now. You got to get the bubble work back now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the storm is not going to stop. They have to weather the storm and, you know, get through it. And, yeah, once they make it to the playoffs, sure, anything could happen. But first, they got to make it to the playoffs first. And the way that they're playing right now, they're not going to make it. So, I mean, obviously, it's early on, but... Early on, I mean, it's a quarter, It's an eighth of the way, at least into the season right now, I think, already. And that means you only got seven more of those, what we just did left. I might be off a little bit there on that net, but, you know, as far as, like, it being an eighth. But uh, what is it, 56 games, right? Correct. Yeah, so 56 divided by eight is seven. Yeah, so it's eight times of playing seven games, if you want to look at it like that, and we've played, what, six? I don't even know.
0: No. Yeah, <laughs> no, seven,
1: but, three and four. We've played seven, yeah, because that last game, and to be honest, that game, after the Packers game, I uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I watched it some, I listened to it some, but I was, I was really pissed about the Packers too, and I was like, not 100% watching it for sure. I was pretty distraught. <laughs>
0: Alright, you brought I him up. I can't believe that. So I'm going to have to ask yeah, the question. Just, yeah. <laughs> you, you brought it up. <laughs> I was trying to avoid it. You asked the question. You brought him up, though. Um, fourth down. <laughs> your thoughts on going kicking a field goal with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback?
1: Uh, it's ridiculous. And not only that, too, but even the play before it, Rodgers doesn't run, and he's got that whole right side. I could still picture it, like, right from the camera that you can see down this tunnel to the end zone, all you gotta do is cut right and run, and he just didn't, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then fourth down comes, I'm like, alright, here we go, like, I'm just 100% like, ready for it, Aaron Rodgers is gonna do it here, like, you know, he's gonna make, and then all of a sudden, the kicking team is coming out, and I'm doing the math, and I'm going, oh my god, and the time on the clock, <laughs> I'm like, this is, this can't be happening, and I know Matt LaFleur is, um, you know, a young coach and all, but still he's, you know, that's – you're talking about your –
0: You have an MVP quarterback. You know,
1: that's (laughs) – yeah, that's the bottom of the ninth down by three with the bases loaded, you know, and you're telling your guy to bunt. You're telling Babe Ruth to bunt here. It's like (laughs) – What are you doing? How could you do that? Even on the, I still can't believe
0: it. Even on the third down play, if he does run it, and let's say one of the linebackers catches up to him, and he ends up on the two, still, that's only two yards you got to get, or you got to make the the Bucks go at least thirty yards just to get the clock over, just to finish the game. So now you got them backed up. Right. You sack Brady in the end zone. Went- Next thing you know, you've got two points right there, plus getting the ball back with Rodgers with very little time. left.
1: Yep. And then, of course, like the ref also called that other penalty, which I mean, I guess it was kind of a penalty, but also they, they didn't call no penalties almost the entire game. And then that's what they call is like at the last play, like that penalty. Oh, and then it's over. Like basically because of that penalty, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was on the, it was, it was a on hold. The it was the whole, yeah, thing. I remember
0: the pass interference on like fourth down. The pass,
1: yeah, I think it was the hold on the pass, and yeah, whatever it was, it was like, it was like a fifty-fifty call maybe, and to call a fifty-fifty call at that last part, that was you, the like. You got to let them play. You say that there were other mistakes <laughs> by the refs, but you know, in general, they let them play the whole game, and then they didn't let them that was a disgrace on the refs part to play a part there. Like that was just not right. I mean, if it was a clear and obvious penalty, yeah, but it wasn't, it was, it was definitely a 50 50. Like, yeah, I could see that being called in a lot of games, a lot of days, but that game that day, nothing like that was getting called. And then again, finally at the very last second, you know, you call that play and that, that ends it, you know, after that, there was, it was just a matter of, you know, basically it was pretty much impossible then. I think that that was when victory formation came in. So at that point, I knew it was impossible. And Yeah, very pissed off. I I can't believe it. It totally felt like uh, it should be the Packers year, not just with Rodgers performing like MVP, you know, like to some of his highest levels that he's done. And this is, you know, as an aging quarterback as well, Forming to that friggin' level. But the entire team, you know, you got Devontae Adams. He's, I mean, granted, I'm biased as a Packers fan, but he's the best receiver in the friggin' league. And he's like, you know, uh, you got another guy like Tony. He didn't even make it to the, the Pro Bowl selection or whatever it is. Um, he didn't get selected, which is, like, ridiculous. He got snubbed because he's, like, one of the better tight ends in the league this year, without a doubt. Like he's come up with huge plays too, nonstop, and a lot of the guys on the team just played really, really good. And sure, there's some drop passes, there's some miss passes, this and that, but they look like a real, a really, really, really good team. Like on the on the level where they should at least be in the Super Bowl, if not definitely winning. And the quarterback, at being Aaron Rodgers, felt like that was going to be the deciding factor to winning it, but you take the ball out of his frigging hands and fourth down and there goes all that. It's, I'm just, I'm not going to be like, I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'll ever forget that or ever be able to believe that that actually happened. And I feel really disappointed or something in, in the coach in the because I don't know. He's, he's, I want him to be like the, the best Packers coach ever, especially at his age and this and that, if he's able to, Felt so like, if he was able to win the Super Bowl this year, and then maybe another one with Rodgers, or even maybe two more, but at least one more with Rodgers, too, on the way out for him, and then win another one with a different quarterback, that he could, just like that, he could be the best coach in Packers, in Packers history, or, you know, up there with him, with Lombardi and Lambeau, and you'd have Curly Lambeau, Vince Lombardi, and uh, Matt LaFleur. They all sound the same, too. They got that you know, <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> got the la la la. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm just stunned about it still, bro. It's, it's insane. I can't believe it. I I don't know. Typically, like and it's, like it's happened before in recent years. Was it even last year? I don't know. But like Packers make it to the conference finals and then lose. Sorry, the conference finals. The NFC Championship and then lose, and then I'm like, I'm not watching the Super Bowl, so I don't think I'm going to watch it this year. Again, I'll probably just uh, glance here and there, maybe watch the Puppy Bowl at halftime. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I kind of, I don't know. It, it's, it's ridiculous, too, because, of course, Brady – And then he's the first quarterback for the team to be the first team to play at their home stadium for a Super Bowl. And it's like, well, obviously, this whole thing seems like it might be just like another rigged thing for for Brady. And, you know, from all the time that they were cheating on the Patriots to now miraculously this happens. Like, granted, he's a legendary quarterback, one of the best of all time. I know. He's definitely great. But I'm not a fan of this. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) I just can't. It's, he annoys me more than impresses me.
0: <laughs> so a little back to the Islanders, actually. Um, disclaimer, of course, yeah. we're, recording, yeah, yeah. we're recording Saturday. This is being released Sunday, so we're giving you Saturday night game news right now. Uh, Staple just tweeted out that Sorkin has been sent back to the taxi squad today, and Bellows and Wallstrom are mm. both back from the taxi squad. So Varley will be in net, Schneider back up. Bellows, Wallstrom, should both be in the lineup.
1: I wonder if Schneider's going to play then, or if they just, I mean, I guess they're going to just put Varley back in then. Cause...
0: Yeah, it says don't Varley in net. not want
1: to play Schneider at all.
0: It says Varley in net tonight, and then it, I guess I w- you would assume Sorkin will play tomorrow then. I guess. But then again, Hopefully. you know, we also assume that Leo Kamarov would have been shot into outer space if that stupid penalty <laughs> he took on Tuesday. But then again, he got promoted yeah. to the second line instead.
1: <laughs> That's you never know what the island <laughs> is. It's always been a roller coaster ride, man. like as far as I've known my entire life. I mean, I'm sure it always will be. I just I hope that we get some more of the really good highs coming around soon because uh, they they're due. They're definitely due, and you know to see them work so hard last year and, and have like you know Zika's injury was a huge factor in it and. You know, a couple of it, couple of injuries, and you know, and then moving from the bubble in Toronto to the one in Edmonton, I think was a big factor too. That was ridiculous, especially just to play against Tampa, who's already in friggin' Toronto. They should have just stayed there, played them there, and then they should have had the winner of the Edmonton bubble and the winner of the Toronto bubble meet in the middle at Winnipeg, and played in a new Winnipeg bubble for the Stanley Cup Finals. And it would have been completely fair. But that ain't the way that the NHL works. It's not about being fair. If it was, they would have three points for a regulation win. And yeah. everybody knows I've been saying that for like 20 years. So, I <laughs> still haven't done it. All right, Fester. I mind. mean, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> you, you got three points for a, I mean, for a game if it goes into overtime or shootout. And you got two points for other games. But then if you're in the last five minutes of the game, the play is more likely to slow down than pick up depending on maybe not this year, because each game is worth four points. You want to cancel out the points for that other team for sure. But in general, if you were in a regular season, having three points for a regulation win would mean that the last five minutes of the game would be that much more intense because you'd be fighting for that third point too, not just to give the opposition zero, but to give yourself three rather than, saying, all right, one of us is going to get two, one of us is going to get one. But anyways, that's my final thoughts on that bit, and
0: yeah. (laughs) All right, remind the people how to to hear about the Blue and Orange Army viewing parties and all the cool things that we do.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, Of course, there's theblueandorangearmy.com, the website. You can go on there. And from there, you can link into a bunch of the different things, or you could just go directly to, of course, we have the Facebook group. Um, We post most of the things on there, but I would say that our Instagram and our Twitter are where we promote the viewing parties and stuff the most. So keep an eye on those if you ever want to come down and join us for a viewing party and have a good time. Um, Again, as the weather gets better, we're going to be looking forward to doing more things outside. Uh, One other thing to note that should have noted previously but it's on this the same topic is I have been talking with the team about trying to get something set up in the Palestinian parking lot with a projector screen um I already I have the entire setup so like we can just make this thing happen but it would depend maybe on it depends on some factors, obviously, legal factors and things, but there's also been the talk about doing that or even at Belmont Arena or even Northwell, maybe if need be as a fallback, which would still be really awesome. But there are talks about having some really epic outdoor things going on. Again, talking with the team about these things. So, you know, we don't know exactly the way that it's going to pan out, but the team is definitely very helpful when these things come around and i'm sure as soon as we can make it happen it will so keep an eye out again you can follow us on the instagram on the twitter it's all blue and orange army uh or blue and orange army 329 so we're pretty easy to find on there or if you want the easiest way to find us on any of those platforms actually is to just put in search the hashtag doa329 and that'll lead you back to all of our posts too since we've pretty much use that hashtag
0: all the time. Awesome. 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 As always, my friend, it is a pleasure having you on. We appreciate you coming on. We appreciate everything from you. We'll definitely get this together again soon. Always a pleasure
1: to be on. Yep. Always a pleasure to be on, bro. And, uh, definitely let's get some Islanders wins. Hopefully, um, you know, they start steamrolling soon. Like we said, it's going to be gone before we know it. And, on that note, have everybody, else you all stay safe. And, again, great to be gone, and let's go Island. Wow.